Welcome to ContenderCast, a global leadership and consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast centered on shining a light on bright ideas. And now, here's your host, Justin Hahnemann. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for subscribing and following. It's Justin Hahnemann, ContenderCast. We're shining a light on bright idea. It's a Friday and we are in the food space today. I'm so excited. You're going to learn all about bubble goods. I mean, like already cool name. Um, you're going to meet Jess Young. She's the founder. Jess, so great to have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. It's so great having you here. I um, was really looking forward to meeting you. Uh, love the company name. Love what you guys are doing. I can't wait to introduce it to our audience. Um, before we get there, I mean, you've got quite an impressive background in the food space. How about share a little bit about you and what you were doing before launching the business? Yeah, I'm really passionate about the food space, more specifically the better for you food space. I think even before it was called the better for you food space, um, I was early Hugh Kitchen. Uh, I'm a chef by trade um, and kind of landed in all things operation for operations for direct to consumer uh, meal kit companies um did a lot of work there uh before launching the bubble goods marketplace um was the first employee at daily harvest where i headed up operations and product and grew that company from zero to the behemoth that it is today <laughs> <Totally>. and then <laughs> um, saw a lot of opportunity and really what we were able to kind of hit the nail on the head with and get a bit of lightning in a bottle at that company with a really strong foundation of like, you know, going after what consumers want, um, launching products into that pipeline, kind of having that really healthy product cart mix. Um, I saw a lot of brands in the online space struggling to do the same and they couldn't connect with customers. They didn't have a pretty healthy skew mix, like all the markers for great product, but why are they struggling with sales? And so that's where we really came in with the Bubble Goods Marketplace to um, really support all these amazing brands that should have growing sustainable sales in the online space. They just can't do it as a solo brand. So sure. no, I, I, come in um, and uh, we now have over a thousand brands hosted on the platform. We have a Shopify app so we can plug in, grab inventory really quickly and um grow sales for brands across the country. Yeah, really cool. Um, now you guys have been at it for about five years. Um, in, in a great marketplace for um, high quality brands and products. Um, when when you first started, was it, hey, we're going to create the marketplace? Or did you already have brands that were lined up? Like, how did you, because, you know, it's like, we got to have one to have the other. How did you think about that? Yeah, really, it started from the brand side. You know, I, I know the consumer side really well and what consumers today want, but it really started from a, a problem with the brands. I um, was had just left Daily Harvest. I was actually consulting for a few other brands and was thinking of launching a brand on my own, but knew the pain points of like what works and what doesn't in the e-com space as a as a label, essentially. Sure. And so um, I was getting hit up by a bunch of different brands. And so I kind of bubble goods really started from kind of a consulting and the brand side of things kind of place and then morph into, okay, we can solve this problem by doing this really as a co-op. And that's where the marketplace model as a business model entered the picture um, was really from like, okay, here's the problem. How do we solve this? Sure. And we were able to solve that through, okay, all of these products need to work together as lead gen SEO under one roof and also for consumers to come back, get a really healthy repeat cadence to get a higher basket 
size. Um, we needed to do that with full grocery categories up on the marketplace and um, lots of listings, kind of like any good marketplace. So um, that's sort of how how things evolved. Uh, but it came from a pain point on the brand side um, and me identifying, okay, well, I, I know how to sell a lot of stuff online. <laughs> I know what works there you know, but, but what is the best way to sell these individual, you know, listings? Um, you know, so. Sure. One thing I love, um, your mission, empower small food, small food businesses to expand their reach and deliver amazing products to more consumers, regardless of where they live. And you like to say you're the Etsy of health food. Very, very cool and catchy. Um, so early days, did you have customers or were you like, we're going to build the platform and bring on brands and then market it? Like, you know, re- rewind the clock here, what, five years? So like, how were you thinking about it at that point? Yeah. So, I, you know, it put up the marketplace I incorporated about five years ago. We really got going in the past three years, like when the pandemic hit. And I'll honestly, which I can get to in a minute, like the pandemic accelerating all of online grocery for the whole space. But yeah, I put up the platform. I was consulting for some other um, food brands and I could, I'd been considering doing my own labels. So the very first version of the marketplace, um, I actually put up a private label under our umbrella, um, a product called Hello, which is a vegan clean label Nutella product. Um, and then in the first few months, I think we sold fifty, sixty thousand $60,000 of Hella on the marketplace. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. Really quickly that, yeah. But what we saw really quickly was that, you know, people were only buying that one product. Right. Uh, we were in control of it. So we could drive, you know, marketing and acquisition, but um, it wasn't a marketplace make when sure. people just come and buy one product, right? Like that should just be a product that lives on a Shopify store. And so the solution to what we were trying to build, like like what I saw being built, like didn't happen. So it's like, all right, back to the drawing board, fast forward to like the pandemic hitting. Uh, we had a swath of brands like rush the platform. Our <laughs> name got passed around, you know, Whole Foods, Expo West got shut down. There wasn't a lot of in-person buying or buyers meetings. Sure. And so brands themselves were looking for like, where can I sell my products in, in the middle of the pandemic? Like I have my own CPG brand. And so that's where um, we amassed like a pretty big wait list. And then my colleague from Daily Harvest, Sabraj, who was CTO over there, he had recently left um, the company and then hopped on board here at Bubble Goods and kind of took us from zero to 100 on the brand side really quickly. So we launched the Shopify app. We were able to integrate with brands and grab a lot of inventory. And that's where we kind of hit that cadence from a couple hundred brands to sure. a thousand plus. Um, and then we were able to like really bolster revenue, repeat rates on the customer side. Got it. So, I mean, it's a lot for just one person to do. I mean, how did you, uh, you know, let's just talk about the platform side. I mean, like it's, are you loading all these brands and managing inventory or how, how is the, is it the order being passed through the Shopify platform over to the individual brands and they fulfill? Like, how does that work? Yeah. So the Bubblegoods Marketplace today is 100% dropship marketplace. And we offer two different plans for brands. We have our basic plan where brands can um, you know, join the platform and we generate the labels and um, they can download and print the labels from the, the native platform. Uh, and we can get 35% commission on that plan. And then we have our connect plan, which is our Shopify connection. And we take a 25% commission um, and we push orders right into existing Shopify stores and fulfillment. Got it. Interesting. And was it always the way it was? Or, you know, I'm sure that was a big part of your strategy was figuring out how to bring all these brands on and let them own their brand, but then sell through your marketplace, right? Yeah. Yeah. That, That was the goal. The goal is, yeah, again, like... 
okay, lots of amazing products. The supply side is there. We know the consumer side is there. They're just not connecting. And brands are still approaching like almost a web 1.0 like version, which is like, let me put up a site, try to drive my own customers. And in the post iOS 14 world, it's like really hard to target and drive customers effectively as a solo brand. What works is almost old school tactics of SEO and driving like the cadence that brands saw, you know, in their heyday with acquiring through Instagram and Facebook is honestly over. And so you kind of have to go back to the time before those platforms existed to acquire customers. And that was really led by word of mouth, influencers, celebrities, SEO. And that's what is working in, in today's world. Again, it's sort of like Instagram. It's like and Facebook rewind the clock a little bit. Like, <laughs> yeah. Rewind the clock or get on TikTok. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> right. go, so true. Yeah, or go, yeah. Go to the next platform that is working and catching that virality. And that's TikTok. So totally. And, yeah. and YouTube short YouTube. Yeah. And YouTube short. So we're leaning into those like for the brands that, um, you know, list and sell with us. Uh, we just hired someone just dedicated to TikTok um, on her 18th video posted on our channel. Oh my God. We had views in the 600,000 camp. Oh, so TikTok is working. God. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're not messing around. That is so, crazy. Like, yeah. And the brand that, that got featured um, sold out of all their SKUs on, that were listed within our platform. Um, you know, that weekend i think it got kind of viral that weekend and stalked out so crazy uh, yeah we love, we love doing stuff like that well i love that and for those who aren't familiar with marketplaces and like referral platforms and whatnot tiktok is actually the third largest after google and amazon for product search worldwide so it's an amazing platform i mean you know everyone looks at it for their videos and whatnot but it's from a seller's perspective and brand perspective powerful um okay so how have you grown? How have you built brand awareness of like your marketplace? How, how have you thought about that? Or is it word of mouth or do you do any sort of formal marketing? How do you think about that? Uh, yeah. So like on the brand or the consumer side? Well, as you're like, how do people even know about your platform? Is it the brands that are saying, hey, we're available on your platform? Or is it, are you doing like formal marketing around that? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all of it. We're doing all of it all the time. So like the brands and their communities, when brands join our platform, we have a whole best practices and like a launch guide. Um, they can do everything from like a handshake post with us to being featured and dedicated emails. We have um, email subscribers, like, you know, North, like six figure camp of subscribers. So um yeah, we, we do a lot with all of our like owned and, and earned channels. And then in terms of like any paid efforts, like we do a fair amount. I would say what, you know, again, we, we do what works and sure. we're not pushing things out in a like untested way. So for us, for example, we'll start with um, organic and free channels and we, we'll see what does really well and then we'll boost it. So it's not like we're we're putting paid behind things like we think will work. No, we get behind <laughs> stuff we know will work. Totally. So for example, that video that went viral on TikTok, um, it went out obviously into into audiences, saw a lot of success and people latched onto that. And it's like, all right, let's go boost that now. So that's sort of like the approach we take. Got it. Um, when getting behind, yeah, our efforts. But yeah, we're, we're doing like the whole mix, um, digital. And like we track ROI like down to a science. We're not doing a lot of like out of home. We don't do any connected TV 
um, anything like that just yet. Got it. And then what products are working? Are there are there some that sell, you know, fast, more sell through or are more popular than others? How, do, how have you found that? Because you've got such a diverse mix on your site. Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think that's one of the challenges when brands join the platform. They're kind of like, oh, what can I expect to sell? We do not have a good answer. (laughs) It is all over the place. Every brand and product is so different. And, you know, like as a now retailer, um, we can't really share that information too, which is a bit tricky. Um, So we're always trying to like provide the best insights or like category par levels. Like, hey, this is what based on a few factors we think you should like have in stock at all times on our platform like some of that we're trying to be better at um at at serving back to brands because again like their sales are our sales their inventory is our inventory and so like if we think something is going to sell we want to make sure that their inventory is at the right level they're set up you know when when launching uh, and that customers are going to have a good experience so um, that's something that we're always, always working on. No, I bet. No doubt. As you're thinking about growth, is it, um, expanding platform or is it, is it getting more brands to be on your platform or is it acquisition of customers? You know what I mean? Well, how do you think about that? Or maybe it's all. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. We were just kind of teeing up meetings for like H1 of next year and just setting goals. So like, I think for us, how we treat internal meetings and like growth of the company is we'll we'll meet on a quarterly basis to more talk historicals and like hey based on some bigger initiatives like how are we tracking on those things but um we take things on like a half year basis so we just set our h1 meeting for next year which will be in february with some team members traveling through january and kind of all over the world so we're going to get together in february and just kind of like set ourselves up um and so some of the hot topics that will be on the chopping block for that meeting um, is just continued consumer growth. And, you know, we're always learning as a marketplace, you know, again, what works, what doesn't, what do consumers want? Um, Some things that we're going pretty deep on are as peer-to-peer referrals. So we have a product called Bubble Grocery List. It's kind of similar to the Amazon storefronts where influencers and peers can share and then earn points and credits into their accounts by sharing their favorite products. So we're doing some uh, deeper programming on that side, all the way to um, launching into Perishable a bit more. So that was something that we put a few products up. It went really, really well, and we're getting more into next year. So um, sustainably raised meats, uh, seafoods, um, you know, dairy, non-dairy type items will be that are in the perishable space will be available on the marketplace into next year. Got yeah. it. Yeah. So we have some of, but we're going um, you know, a lot deeper on the products side into into that camp. So got it. Uh you're a founder and entrepreneur. Um, and we have many that listen to our podcast. I always love to ask our guests some of their two like maybe two or three of the biggest lessons learned you'd share with them. Uh, and you've got such an inter- interesting play here, um, kind of combination of technology plus, you know, commerce plus brand. What would be two or three things you'd offer to other entrepreneurs that might be listening? Yeah, I would say, you know, stick with it. 2023, if you're a newer entrepreneur, was pretty tough, I think, across the board. You know, again, we're we're a startup ourselves, but we're a platform with a thousand plus startups and like a lot of emerging brands. So we were a part of a lot of that conversation through this year. Um, so, you know, I would say stick with it, remain lean and, you know, also like try to outsource as much as possible on your team so that you can kind of um, still 
it, you know, get done what you can by not adding like too much on headcount. There are a lot of agencies, part-timers, a lot of, you know, there were a lot of layoffs this past year. So there's actually amazing talent out there. And so like a lot of talent that are taking up, you know, part-time jobs. So you may get someone who was laid off from the big company, had a big role and maybe you can't hire them full time, but you can actually access them, get amazing insights on like an independent contractor type level or advisor level where I think, you know, you otherwise wouldn't. Um, and so, you know, definitely, um, you know, make those calls, make those cold DM, right. <laughs> DMs on LinkedIn. Totally. You know, things like that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, in these times, in these uh, times for sure, and people want to lean in, right, and help. It's a it's a great community. The food, yeah. and especially the food yeah. and beverage space, I think, is really tight. Um, so cool. Um, as we wrap up today, uh, and we we definitely need to have you on again down the road as you continue to grow. But share with our audience where they can find you, connect with you, learn more. You know, shop, engage, etc. Yeah, we're at Bubble Goods on all platforms. Uh, you know, TikTok, LinkedIn is a great place to find um, different things we're working on from like a business level. And then you can find me at Jess Young Food on all social media platforms. And then um, Jessica Young on LinkedIn. So yeah, I, we'd love to connect. I love it. And before we go, I I, I got to know, where did the, the title, where did your company come from? Bubble Goods. How'd you figure out the name? Oh, you know, like any any <laughs> responsible startup, um, Bubble Goods was available as a twelve dollar domain. <laughs> it was and... available. That's hilarious. There's <laughs> nothing to do with bubbles. <laughs> so funny. Uh, no, and then Bubble came from when well, we checked the domain, but Bubble came from we sent out a survey to friends and family uh, with a bunch of words that stood for a place that was protected yet transparent, sort of like what the value and mission of what we were trying to build. So those are some of the keywords. And so bubble was one of those, uh, oh, words. Cool. uh that, that bubble won, uh, the survey and then bubble goods was a $12 domain and we ran with it. So that was really it. no fancy branding agency. <laughs> I <here>. love it. <laughs> There's no need for that. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jess, so fun having you on. Like I said, you got to come back on down the road. Uh, thanks so much for being with us. Congrats. And you got a lot of runway and stretch in front of you with what you've got going. So super excited for you, but thanks for being here. Awesome. Thank you so much. The ContenderCast is powered by Contender Brands and is the top global consumer industries entrepreneurship podcast. You can find additional ContenderCast episodes on worldwide podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartMedia, YouTube, and other preferred podcast platforms. If you would like to be a guest on the ContenderCast, connect with us at ContenderCast.com. This is Brian Benson reminding you that every winner started as a contender.